on today's episode of Cordially Indicted. 32 like, minutes is too much. Like, I need time and I need space. Get out of my way. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I need a minute to, you know, like, woo-saw and get presentable. Because, like, I've been in goblin mode trying to get everything set up. I don't want you to I may not even have like my this. real bra on at this point. I'm literally, like, still sports bra, still, like, new balance tennis. Like, you got to give me a minute to like become presentable and like get in event mode. You are cordially indicted. Welcome to the courthouse, a place where we walk the line between couples planning their biggest day ever and the professionals who make it happen. Meet your counsel and co-host, Rachel Willis, a wedding planner. And Kelsey Williams, a wedding designer. The world is evolving and weddings are no exception. Navigating this industry can be as challenging as it is rewarding. And there's a lot of information out there. We're here to set the record straight and give our best counsel as you plan for the big day, no matter which side you're on. We're gonna give it to you straight. This is a safe place for honest conversations surrounding potentially controversial topics in the wedding world. Be prepared for some strong opinions and harsh truths, but above all, a desire to bring clarity to an otherwise enigmatic industry. Feel free to reach your own verdict. And remember, we don't mean to judge. Allegedly. Entering (laughs) into the courtroom. No, no, that doesn't happen yet. Well, that can be your. That's when we call to order. That's true. Oh, all right. You're saying that's my marker. All rise. (laughs) (laughs) Court is now in session. The defense today, wedding guests. (laughs) Are we just going to start every episode saying hi to each other? I don't know. What else do we do? You know, we could do like kind of what I just did. Like, all rise. Court is now in session. The defendant. <laughs> I mean, our def- I mean, hey, depending on if we're doing like, a, again, like taking something to task episode or if we're just doing like a touchy feely episode. Mm. Where does yes. this one fall within that? Oh, we're certainly taking something to test. Okay. <laughs> I would say we are well and truly indicting. If we have not indicted thus far, we're going to be indicting today. This is a serial indictment. Repeat offender. Absolutely, yes. Well, yes. Welcome back to this thing that we're doing. <laughs> we're having so much fun. If you are here for episode six, thank you. Because, again, we've been having fun. So it's nice to know that. People actually like it and people are listening. Shout out Belgium. Thank you, Belgium. Who are you? Like, can you email us? <laughs> Truly. I'm so curious. My goodness. Um, but yeah, so today, before we get too into our shenanigans, we're just going to go ahead and lay it out. Our defendant today taking the stand will be wedding guests. This is going to be the great guest grievance episode. So not particularly vendor specific, not particularly couple specific. We've got a whole new demographic going on today. I mean, everybody can take something from this one because it's just yeah. going to be Ooh. us truly just letting We're it gonna fly. Dish. All the complaints. Y'all, we must do better. <laughs> I need I need cooperation. I need ladies to get I need ladies and gentlemen, man, woman, and child to get information because we have some things to talk about wedding guests we love y'all thanks for you know coming and being a part of your loved one's special day 
but I need um, you to get your shit together. <laughs> with a quickness. With a quickness. Desperately. Uh, but before we dive in to the nitty gritty of that, uh, Rach, how's your week been? My week has been great. I am in the process of bringing on some help. So we love that for you. We love that for me. And whether that manifests as me being able to potentially take on more or just only take on full service, we shall see. I don't know, but it's going to be adventure and I'm excited. But yeah. Think, How about you? How's your that's week? Like a, I mean, it's been good. I mean, but going back to what you said too, it's awesome though, that it, just like you just shared, whenever you're bringing on someone to assist or to be a part of your team, what's I think really cool and important is knowing that it's a learning experience for all parties and figuring out like, what does this person mean for your team? Not just necessarily getting stuck in like, here's what I need, unless you're like a very established company that is like, okay, well, like, here's where our holes are. We know for a fact, this is what we're looking for, but don't be discouraged on either side of the, if you're part of either party, sometimes it's like, Hey, like we're learning right alongside you and figuring out where you fit best. And typically that's where I think things flourish the best. So mazel tov, best of luck to you. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) My week's been good though. This one's kind of been low key, which is fine. I mean, a little bit more on the prep work side of things and the back end side of things, but that's all good stuff, right? I mean, we literally just read the, um, this awesome blog, which we will have to talk about a little bit more in a future episode, May and co-monthly. What is it? Is it Man Co. Monthly? Yes. Uh, Love that. Love her. Love everything about it. It's this wedding related wedding professional page that posts these blurbs um, that are really educational and just straightforward. And something that she mentioned is that there's really no off season. There's just a prep season. So you're never even if you're not doing events the reason why we're so in the thick of it during the actual event season is because we have a lengthy and thorough prep season which is if you're not actively working on events you're just always getting ready for something or getting ready for your business's next move which is where I find myself so that's really what it's been this week it's been nice to kind of have some housekeeping time and we're prepping for let's see so you've got you helped me with my wedding in Austin God bless mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and your we allergies. Did it. Oh my gosh. I'm so that's what I've been working on, actually. My white blood cells have been hard at work. Um deactivating my histamines. <laughs> I, Does that burn calories? I got absolutely tore up from the floor up. Like <laughs> y'all would have not recognized me if you were speaking with me on the phone for the last like honestly almost a week now something I, about that fresh austin air i like, have never fought with my histamines i've never heard you make so many unidentifiable sounds <laughs> and i'll agree with you it's so funny like not since our days at the arboretum have i felt that out of sorts it was truly out of body i think i just but you made it you did it and then you're helping me this weekend with one that you helped co-design. Yes, I co-designed a wedding with Rachel. I'm very excited to see it all come to life. Super fun concept. When she came to me with it, I was thrilled. Uh, it's going to be very 
just refined garden party wine mixer vibes, really just soft but rich color palette, lots of really cool textures, and it's going to just feel very, just going to feel good. I'm really excited. And and even the flow of the event, it's a brunch event, so it just, the whole atmosphere is really going to contribute to the look of this one. So that one is one we will definitely be covering on the stories if I can help it. Yes. If I can help. If you don't see it, that means we were putting out some sort of fire. Um, But (laughs) hey, what else is it is at the Arboretum. So So let's hope not, because I mean, (laughs) if anything goes up at the Arboretum, that's the whole Arboretum. Oh my goodness. Oh but yeah, God. that's that's going to be fun to see. I'm I'm excited. And it's also like along the lines of what I'm working towards doing, which is collaborating with planners, either taking a design idea that they have and bringing it to the next level or starting from scratch and yes. letting and just like leading the way. I mean, I'm obviously thrilled to do both, but just love that there are planners that trust me to planners and clients and clients clients and planners that trust me to work some creative magic on their event yes so this is me being a guinea pig in your new endeavor basically came to kelsey with the concept the color palette the details that i wanted some some things were a little bit more set in stone than others that i wanted to see and then i just told her like go pick the things that you think would make it happen and she did and it would it's going to come out so good. So I am very, very excited. I'm thrilled. And it just really helps a lot that the, the family is just about the sweetest people. My God, they are just we, too good. Truly. I've I've been in a room with them once, but just in correspondence and in that one meeting, I just am so happy for them and wish them all the good things. It's going to be gorgeous. Yes. Well, we do have a, a DFW business shout out for this week. We're going to try to keep the, the train rolling on that one because uh, yes. there's a lot of great, amazing people doing great, amazing things here in Dallas. So Rachel, take us away on that. Yes. I might have some people that saw on my stories the other night. So Render and Vessels Catering did this joint event the other night for planners. And um, it was really funny because I was... <laughs> I think I might have been the only one there that knew just about everybody there. So I was kind of just like in a room full of friends, which was really fun. So I felt socially recharged after that, but thought it would be really cool to give Render a shout out because they are doing some really neat things as far as rental companies go. So they do have a lot of very curated furniture pieces and lounge and even some items that are a little bit more practical, but not so practical that they look utilitarian. And they're also partnering up with other companies so that they can take on more items and essentially become a one-stop shop. So you can also get your tabletop, your linen, and they also offer floral. So normally, you know, sometimes there's like a stigma with the one-stop shop thing, or sometimes you don't really like some of the items that are at some of these other companies where they'll have like a few things that you really like, but then some of the other things are like not quite there or they just don't have lounge or things like that. I have so far really enjoyed working with Render on this whole kind of all-inclusive option thing. We have a wedding in May that's coming up where we've got like everything coming from them. Um, 
it's going to be really cool. So I have just been feeling motivated to kind of give them a shout out. And if y'all are looking for a situation where you can get a bunch of different things, but trying to consolidate your vendors so that you're not doing a whole bunch of delivery fees, I just thought that that would be a good opportunity. So definitely check render out. Cami is super sweet. Uh, They love helping with design if you don't really know where to start. So yeah, give render a, give render a shout. Yes. We love Render. We attended this fabulous event that they featured quite a bit on their socials and website and such at the Nasher Sculpture Center. They just did like a big, almost like vendor friends giving with all of their rentals in use and their beautiful florals. And it was just like a chilly night and they had themed cocktails and entertainment. And it was just such a warm, inviting event in a warm inviting atmosphere and that really is their mo <laughs> look at me using law terms <laughs> that's totally their mo i mean looking at their website it says elevated design elements for intentional and innovative events which totally fits the bill for them uh we've certainly talked about beware of the one-stop shop but we can definitely both co-sign because everything is very authentic upscale elevated you're if basically it's a situation where if you're even connecting with render and their inventory, the things that come along with that are very much in line. So you are probably going to find yourself very, very pleased. So yes, please check out render render event co they have rentals, florals, uh, design services, and they work with a very cool variety of clients. So pretty much no matter what you're what you're up to you can check them out yeah they're doing the one-stop shop correctly I feel absolutely they're doing it right there are some places that don't do it right (laughs) yeah like one stop being like one very cohesive stop as opposed to trying to be a jack of all trades like they very much have a brand identity and that is reflected in everything that they do so also very proud because like this company has been around for years and both you and I yes. I mean saw the very beginnings of what Cam started and now it's what it is I mean just come on like success story I mean no, I'm girl, sure she's, oh she's totally going she's got further to go I know but mm-hmm. I mean we're just happy to have been here to see it all yeah so go render yay go render <laughs> go render oh my god all right well, that that'll do it. I think we've thoroughly introduced. I think we're ready to go. Should we hit them with the disclaimer? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. I feel like I need to stretch before I do this. By all means, whatever you got to do. <laughs> Rachel and Kelsey will have differing opinions from time to time, as will you. The intent of the pod is not to offend, but to inform and to educate us about how your decisions affect us, not just the professionals involved, but you, your partner, your family, and everyone affiliated with the success of your wedding. We know this is emotional. Weddings are emotional. As always, we welcome to make your own judgment as these are our, just our opinions to garner an open discussion. You know, someday, some weeks it'll be on. <laughs> I think weeks. it just depends on how far into the drinking that we've begun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you know, and we'll let you guys guess based on how the disclaimer goes, how far we are. <laughs> are they drinking today? Yeah, Rachel mispronounced professionals. So, <laughs> so we're going to go with, yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, we now call this episode to order. All right. Oh, the hot points. I'm so excited. <laughs>
basically it's just this one is a little bit gratuitous for us because it's kind of just an excuse to talk shit about all the stuff that bothers us on a wedding day it's like y'all like i i'm sorry i feel like we're just like we're exasperated i think we're just tired because it's the same thing each time yeah and like we're planning it and we planned countless events at this point in the hundreds and you're so excited and then it's almost like I forget each time that we it's not just like we'll show up at this event and all these things will fall into place like without other people being in the mix and so I'm like oh yeah there's like 150 to 200 people coming any moment who are going to sully my plans the perfect wedding. Some of these could be the reason that I don't get my perfect wedding label. And I tell you what, if that happens, someday I am going to be pissed. I am going to write where I will. And oh this my is God. from like jump, y'all. Like, so from the very moment that you are even invited to a wedding, there are things that you can and absolutely should be doing to make your life easier to make the vendors who are involved in the wedding's lives easier, to make the couple's life easier. And we've set everything up like where you really can't fumble the ball. (laughs) But I feel like the resources aren't being used. (laughs) Giving you the tools. Use them. You know, read is a great piece of advice, I think, that will come (laughs) up often. I don't, I don't, I don't actually know. And the, and I think I don't know because we were talking about this recently. I don't attend a whole lot of weddings that I'm not involved in a professional capacity. Like Mm I, I'm, I'm rarely a wedding guest and the weddings that I have attended either like have just been on a very, very, very small scale or like didn't have a planner or just more informal. So it didn't really have like a set timeline. So I wasn't feeling the pressure of what's going on or like I can tell things are behind or we don't know what we're doing um so I actually don't get it because I'm only ever planning weddings and you know there's a way that we've established that there is to do things to make them go well and I don't understand the resistance I don't get the like pushback and the refusal of wedding guests like you've gone out of your way a lot of times you're traveling from far places to be a part of this event why not just cooperate why not cooperate? So yeah, this will be a great one to just send to. I think the the dream would be if one of these things go viral, because between you and I, we've both made several TikToks and reels on several of these topics in the hopes that they will go viral and get out there so that people stop doing it. Yeah, it's not even for me. Word. I don't want it to go viral for my own sake. I want people to know so they can stop doing this stuff. Correct. I don't care. If you follow me because I told you not to put your shit down in the reception, I would love to just not have to deal with it anymore. That would be great. Like that would be honestly like a return on investment for me and my business. If you would just, if y'all just honestly calm down, read. Follow instructions. Follow instructions. Just be, remember what it was like to be in grade school and just follow the leader. Yeah. So. Number one, RSVP things, because <laughs> there were several things that could that fell under this kind of umbrella category. Don't invite your own plus one. 
for the love of God, just read the invitation. If it is addressed to just you, that means only you are invited. If it says and guest, you can bring a guest. If it's in says your name and your boyfriend, girlfriend's name, sure, they are invited. But don't just assume that you get a plus one and write it in. And here's the etiquette, okay? Because I feel like people don't know this. And I feel like there's, we've talked about, there's different scopes of wedding that come with different levels of etiquette. But the proper understanding is that unless your invitation says your name and guest on the address, on the outer envelope, on the inner envelope, if you don't see that as a part of your invitation, you are the only person invited to the wedding. Also, subsection to this, if you do have a name that is yours and then another name that is a specific name, you do not get to just drop that person and replace them with a different person. Oh, yes. <laughs> there's 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 like layers to it. It's whoever's names are specifically listed. The only time it's vague or when you're up allowed to bring an additional person of your choice is if it just says and guest. Then feel free to bring your mom, your sister, whoever you feel most comfortable attending with. But if there are specific names, if it's just your name, you don't get a plus one at all. And if it's your name and another person's name or your name and family or the, you know, Williams family or whatever, it's just the Williams family. You can't say, well, there's five of us and three of us can't go. So let's go find three other random people to bring because technically we have five. No, because I don't think people realize like when you're invited to a wedding, you are $500. Like maybe a little bit less depending on the scale and scope of the wedding, but starting point, you're $500 per person. Yeah. And if you're going to make your bride and groom pay $500 per person for somebody they don't even know, ew, ew. Yeah, that's gross. Don't do it. Don't do not do that. Like the, the painstaking decisions that are made over guest lists. Like sometimes I have a perfect seamless planning experience and it's the guest list that almost takes us out. Every time. It's it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to narrow down. Understanding your means, discussing budget and money at length in ways that you maybe haven't up to this point because like now you're getting married and you know these are things you have to talk about. Like it it's a stressful process and the the respect of just like at the very least accommodating the wishes of the couple by acknowledging who they have invited and who they haven't. It is not acceptable to even like we've tried we've tried so many different ways to combat this, including when you get your RSVP card in the invitation saying we have reserved two seats in your honor. Just to be additionally clear, if the envelope said, you know, Rachel and Jonathan Willis, and then when you open the invitation on the RSVP, we've reserved two seats so that you don't think you can also bring Kat or you can also bring whoever. And then people will, I've had people send the RSVP back, crossed out like, oh no, we need five seats. Yeah. And then write the names of the five people. We're not doing that anymore. Unless you get <laughs> explicit permission from the couple. Ahead of time. Like don't do it and then ask for forgiveness. Ugh. And even okay. that, it's like, don't bother the couple with that. 
See, I know. <laughs> just don't bother the couple, period. I think right. most of these can boil down to just don't bother the couple. Don't bother them. Um, Don't miss the RSVP date. There's a reason that we took the time and effort to come up with a date that was then printed permanently on paper items. Don't miss the RSVP date. I need and to then, know things. And then if you miss it, don't be unreachable. Right. In the week following because we <laughs> add a cushion. <laughs> We add a cushion so that we can go chase you down. No, don't tell them we add the cushion, Kelsey. We don't add the cushion. cushion. (laughs) Wink. (laughs) There's a wink here. But I mean, you've, again, you're important enough to be invited to the wedding. You know there's a wedding. You've probably gotten to save the date. We'll talk about save the dates at a later time because we, we also had some thoughts on that. But you know there is a wedding and the, you're important enough to the couple to be invited. So, like, why can we not reach you by, like, phone, email, carrier pigeon? Smoke we just want to know if you're coming. And then those be the same people that the week of the wedding, oh, I'm coming. Don't expect to be accommodated if you do that. No, you won't be. If you're one, of, if you're a guest of a one of my clients, I'm not going to accommodate you. There, I said it. I, it just drives me insane. There was one time we had sent all the items to print for this wedding that I had. Everything was set. And then these people did that. They came to us after the fact, after the RSVP date, a week, the week of the wedding. And they were like, hey, we're coming. Well, sent my couple into a tizzy and we needed like their escort cards reprinted, the ones that tell them where they go sit. And they wanted them to look like all the other ones. And they didn't want the couple to feel bad so that they had, you know, they were trying to protect the guests' feelings. So I was scavenging the city of Dallas for marble paper so that I could cut it out to look like the other escort cards and write it and all the things to try and make it look somewhat similar to the other ones so they didn't stand out. It's just too much. It's just too much. Yeah, it really is because it sends people in a tizzy. It does. It makes the couple feel incredibly guilty because they start wanting, because they love you, as aforementioned, they want to accommodate you and make you feel like you belong there and like not like you were an afterthought. But don't make them feel like an afterthought where like they weren't important enough to you to to be more prompt. And then as Rachel mentioned, there's design decisions, not just, oh, we can throw another plate on a table. No. Or, you know, it's like we've made these, you know, gorgeous escort displays or seating charts or what have you with everyone's name that we already knew was coming. And then you say the week of, I mean, that you're coming. Those things are already in print. Sometimes they're custom. Most of the time they're custom, like completely. And they're not things we can just run to, you know, Michael's and get a a dupe for we so then you're at that point you're also throwing off the design because we have to put your name on the escort chart or whatever or put your name on an escort card and maybe the custom printer you know has already fulfilled the order so we can't production do anything about it and there's just so many different things that like when you wonder why it's so annoying this is why it's not because we're not like just overblowing a very simple thing. It, it It's a lot of dominoes that start to fall when these things happen. And on the opposite end of this problem drives me absolutely insane. So usually an RSVP date is about a month before. And then we may have like a little bit of wiggle room just depending on your florist and your caterer who need to have these final numbers of things. 
sometimes three weeks is as far as you can push it. After that, if you decide to cancel or you can't make it, if it's an emergency, understandable. I sure. But there are people that are just like so wishy-washy and then they just don't, they just tell people like, or tell the couple, I'm not actually going to make it or we're not going to make it. So sorry. And it's not even like a life or death situation, which I just, I feel if you're going to do that, just don't tell the couple because again, they are now looking at the dollar signs and trying to make adjustments. And we can't do anything at that point. If you're no longer coming, we can't get those flowers back. We can't get, you know, the catering food returned that they ordered in order to accommodate the whole wedding. There are things that just can't happen. So all it does is stress the couple out because they feel like we spent this money on people who are no longer coming. They feel like they weren't important enough. They don't feel like a priority. And it's just, it's sad because then they're like, well, they're just kind of left with this feeling of ickiness. So just don't tell them. I think it's better to just not tell them. And then it causes the previous thing, because if they don't want to have felt like they wasted their money, then they start scouring and scavenging and trying to accommodate last minute guests so that Mm -hmm. somebody can take your spot. And then the whole thing we just talked about happens. So either way, it's just guilt and mess and and we we don't need to do it anymore. Okay, thanks. (laughs) All right. So all of that subsections of RSVP things. Yes. Before you even get there, you can be a part of the solution. Yes. Uh, Number two, similar, be part of the solution. Be proactive. Websites exist for a reason. They have many good things on them as far as information pertaining to the wedding. They may not have everything the first time you see the website, a year to eight months prior to the wedding, but closer to the wedding, it's more than likely going to have a lot of the questions that you have. Just leave the couple alone and just be an adult and problem solve. There are some questions that my couples get bombarded with from guests where I'm like, do you not know how to plan your own, like, be autonomous in your own travel or it's like, I don't know if they just have never been to a wedding before, but this just seems to be a recurring thing. Guests don't know an answer to a question. Their immediate thought is to just go talk to the couple instead of trying to figure it out. Cause most of the time it's on the website. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to commit the website to memory. The, if you have a question, you're meant to just visit the website bookmark it for the day you know have it easily accessible if you have any question pertaining to the wedding especially about timing location flow accommodations all that type of stuff visit the website first and then if they haven't put it on the website try to reach out to anyone except for the couple first the the bride and bride groom and groom whomever are very tied up that day. A lot of people just kind of stay off their phones, which I commend. They just want to take it all in. If you can reach, uh, you know, if there's not a professional available, so I would obviously say reach out to their wedding planner first, which is also information you can typically find on a wedding website. You 
reach out to a parent, find like, the, you know, if there's the maid of honor, like anyone is better than the actual bride. <laughs> like just, just leave her alone, <laughs> please. Just, oh, and then God love them. Our grooms sometimes don't know the answer. <laughs> I, <laughs> but you know, I, in every relationship, one person is going to know more of what's going on than the other regardless. So just, yeah. I've had uh, some leave them that alone. were like carrying the, the pole, uh, the, the totem pole for whatever reason. It was like bride was like, I could just elope and grooms or grooms family felt like, no, we need to have, you know, a, a big wedding to do. And so therefore grooms more involved either way. It's he's the guest of honor. She's the guest of honor. Let them enjoy their day. Talk to anyone else except for them. Leave them alone. Um, okay. Do not arrive to the wedding any earlier than 30 minutes at the absolute most at the most the please and if you arrive on property earlier stay away (laughs) until you have been summoned gone (laughs) you know what time this starts and you know you're early y'all every minute counts for wedding vendors and for setup and for photos the couple has typically embedded time into the timeline pre-ceremony to get very important photos done with immediate family. They sometimes do a first look with one another. Most nine times out of 10, the couple does not want to be seen by guests before they walk down the aisle at the ceremony. So you're interrupting that, let alone time that the vendors are spending putting finishing touches on the event moving and hauling entire or flower arrangements and pieces of furniture or just and getting the boxes things, out cleaning up all the final touches are happening in that final hour and i'm finding more and more that guests are arriving earlier and earlier and guests that are not even part of family portraits because there are some immediate family that can come earlier and that's fine Right. That's but not a problem. If you're not doing pictures as part of those designated groups, don't do it. Don't come no. early. Don't no earlier than 30 minutes before. I think most of us put the 30 minute cushion in so that we know, okay, everything must be done by that 30 minute mark because that's more than likely when the first guest is going to arrive. But 45 minutes is too much. That's aggressive. That's aggressive. Y'all gotta y'all that's you don't need to be that early to almost anything. 32 like, minutes is too much. Like I need time and I need space. Get out of my way. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I need a minute to, you know, like woo saw and get presentable. Cause like I've been in goblin mode trying to get everything set up. I don't want you. I may not even have like my this. real bra on at this point. I'm literally like still sports bra, still like new balance. Tennis. Like you got to give me a minute to like become presentable and like get in event mode because all that time before a lot of times we're working with very very tight uh setup windows where we've only been here for two hours setting up a very grand production we need every minute that we can get and we won't ever be late we won't you know run late because of that but you need to give us that at least 30 minute cushion a lot of times music won't even start until 30 minutes before the ceremony like you'll just be sitting there in silence and what it does is it creates this just everybody now has nothing to do because we're all in 45 minutes to an hour early so people just plant themselves in the way 
they start rearranging the furniture. Things are already the seamlessness and the illusion has been disrupted. And then when it actually is time to get started, you've already gotten yourself comfortable in the wrong spot. So now I have to say, and now we're actually getting started. So could you please move from where you are to where you were supposed to be? It's just, it, it adds an extra step that we don't need. So like, by all means, if you're uncomfortable with the drive or if you feel like there's bad weather, you want it to be traffic. I know for Friday weddings, people sometimes play it safe, especially here in Dallas. You, I, I applaud you for wanting to be on time. But if you find yourself arriving very early, most times just sitting in your car is the best bet because you're going to be in the way more than you are like your presence is going to be less helpful than it is hurtful. So just just dis- hang out. It disrupts the illusion that all of this just happened. You know, right. like I don't You're want you to, to watch right. me with my back hunched trying to move <laughs> all of the shit from the space that we needed to set things up with. Yeah, and I'm like a creature on the side sweating trying to smile and look like I'm friendly when really it just looks like I'm a bridge troll. And about to ask you to answer three riddles. <laughs> answer me these riddles three. <laughs> Please. Yeah, like just give let us me... a minute. Like let it unfold, people. Let it be magic. Because that's the fun part. If you see the you if you see the nuts and bolts, then it it's not as fun for me at least. So just take my word on it. Just just arrive within a reasonable amount of time. 30 minutes, 20. I say, I think 20 minutes is the sweet spot. That way you're not, you, you're early enough to get a half decent seat. Um, you can get comfortable. You can even run to the restroom because that's our next point. For some reason, as soon as toes hit the door sill, y'all got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and it's no- like, no more am I asked about where the restroom is than the two minutes before the ceremony is about to start. <laughs> do, do I have, have time, time to run to the bathroom? Do I have time? Do- no. Do I have time I'm lined run- up here for a reason. <laughs> I'm literally standing guard. Um, you see the whole bridal party behind me. What makes you think you have time to go to the bathroom? <laughs> we need video because our expressions right now are like priceless. <laughs> uh. like no, and and so if you know that you are prone to uh needing to go TT at maybe un uh un inconvenient times. inconvenient times. Thank you. Use the bathroom. Do I? Am I? Is I look around sometimes on a wedding day. I'm like, am I literally a mother? Like, use the bathroom before you get here. Before we leave. Hey, make sure you have a snack. We might not be eating till later. <laughs> I have my five. No, well, depending on the venue, I have my five to ten minute bathroom warning to wedding party because sometimes wedding party and family are the next biggest offenders. It's like, true. I have just gone to get you. Because you are about to walk down the aisle. Why are you asking if you can go to the bathroom now? So I've started yeah. telling people anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes before the ceremony, just depending on where we're at, please use the restroom now. Yeah, this is I'm your like, last chance. Restroom, touch-ups on your makeup, all that. Like, this is because when I come back, we're leaving. So you better be out the bathroom before I get back. I literally feel like someone's mom. Like, it's <laughs> the autonomy piece we're that you mentioned. We're on a schedule, people. We really are like, and I get that there's what I've learned and what I've become just more aware of is that like, there's a lot of maybe like specific cultures that in like traditionally it's a cut, like things just run all night. It's like, it's going to be a long night. So people show up late to make up for it. But if you have like 
there's it's kind of like we've talked about like there's a certain like you kind of know the type of wedding that you're attending depending on like the correspondence you've received again the website is a great resource we don't have like a all night kind of situation um at most venues that we work with so we're going to get kicked out at a certain point so every minute counts and we if you want to be able to like have a great time on the dance floor and have plenty to eat and drink it would just behoove you to get there on time just saying. and help us stay on time stay is on time. the part especially that comes after especially if there's a band i don't think people realize how oh, the stakes yes these little things add up and that cuts into your band time and bands work on a very regimented schedule you have yes, to they're humans who have to stand up there and jump around and sing for you and they have to take breaks so that they can stay energized and alive the entire evening yes and that you know when we start getting into like the real gnarly real uh serious situations where we're having to adjust on time sometimes we like lose entire band sets and that's just the saddest thing on earth it is or worst case scenario and i've had to have i've had this happen before i had a band do essentially a two-hour set to make up Mm -hmm. for it they looked i mean they were as gracious about it as they possibly could have been and i could not blame them for frustration for basically just these little things that kind of kept hat well there was one major thing (laughs) one of our buses got lost and it pushed time back a good amount and then it just kind of snowballed from there so the couple still got their dance time but like I think by the, by the end, my lead singer was looking a little tired. That's a lot. Right. It's two like, hours lot straight. Yes. Ugh. There's almost nothing I can do for two hours straight without getting winded. <laughs> sleep. Much less cardio. No, I get winded from too much sleep. <laughs> sleep apnea. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, we just have to, everybody contribute to the timeliness of the event by being there on time. And I do mean on time. There is such a thing as too early in this case, making sure that all of your faculties are intact when you arrive on site. That means have gone to the restroom. Don't be so starving that you're about to pass out and you're asking a million times when's dinner going to start. Just all the things that you do as a functioning adult, continue to do those on wedding days. (laughs) Thanks. Speaking of which, not only begging people for food, but how many times have we been asked, when's the bar opening? My God. I don't, I get it. Like the association with weddings is it's time to like party and have fun. I guess I, what I, I struggle with is why people are so adamant that the second that they arrive on site, they should be binge drinking. I don't get that either. And this is also a like, sorry but slightly bridal party thing too that not just slightly it's a it's a pretty big it's a it's a bridal party party. thing I mean we're of course talking about guests here but even like truly like it's like there's there's work to be done you know up until the actual ceremony starts and honestly through that point because the party doesn't really start until after speeches and after cake cutting and then like dance floor and then we like let her rip I mean that's where we can like really start to kind of let our guard down but up to that point I am so busy you 
it's like y'all bride and groom y'all should know the best out of anyone how much we've planned why do you keep stopping me every 20 minutes to ask me if we can get alcohol like we have like we need your cooperation bridesmaids and groomsmen like don't hunt the planner down stop planner in her tracks to to get a beer oh well can they send some beers or i need or what is you're taking pictures like you need to also look presentable in the pictures during the ceremony you have to make it down the aisle you have to like not have eyes glazed over not have like super red cheeks like we need your cooperation and your your focus you will have plenty of time there will be so much time and like if you want to like kind of partake like we're not saying like be completely you know dry that day but just no not (laughs) that's a bit much wait no 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 no. don't don't take it that far (laughs) right no 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 but like we are definitely saying keep you know again faculties keep your faculties intact and don't be so ravenous like I feel like people are on the prowl for alcohol and then it trickles right into guests they start to arrive and ceremony's not even barely over they see a bar and they're like why is that bar not serving alcohol well if you don't if you didn't know there is a in most cases, a religious ceremony <laughs> taking place right before our very eyes. Um, I mean, some couples, I know that regionally, some there's some traditions, you know, I know in California, it's big, like the pre-wedding champagne or pre-wedding cocktail and everyone's got drink in hand. Um, but again, it kind of just is that go with the flow type situation. If the bar's not open, it's not because, oh, sorry, we forgot. You're right. We should know, like it's it's like, closed because it's closed. This isn't Applebee's. You don't just walk in and the bar is open all the time. It's a wedding. <laughs> Applebee's, Applebee's. No, I just yeah. The thing is, you'll get it too. Like you'll get there will be alcohol. Will be I feel alcohol. like they think we're withholding it from them. Like we're like you're not gonna give me alcohol. Where is it? <laughs> It's just some cruel joke. Yeah, no. Ooh, you're going to get it. Don't worry. I have, we well, have so much alcohol. You don't even know. There's also legal things happening most of the time. Yes. Like, and, yes, you guys, Texas is like really can't. serious about the legality aspect and the regulation of alcohol service. We can't even purchase wine before, well, what is it? They changed it to 10 a.m. now at least. But for a long time, we couldn't even get wine before noon on a Sunday. Do you oh, know is it 10 a.m. now? I think it's 10 a.m. now. Good. One time, y'all, one time I was at Target shopping and it was a late night and I had a workshop the next day where I was serving wine. I went through the checkout line before this target closed at noon uh, not noon at midnight and this was pre-pandemic so like targets were open until midnight at one point if you can think back to a time when target was open right um i was there and i managed to grab all my groceries and make it to the checkout line not the wine being the last thing on the conveyor belt because i know you have to show your id so i'm like let me put all the groceries in front and she'll get the wine last it'll be great the clock struck midnight halfway through her scanning my groceries and the scanner would not physically allow her to scan my wine 
and it was like she was like you should have put it up front because i could have scanned it at eleven fifty nine. but once it turned 12 we couldn't scan it anymore like that's how serious i had to go back to target the next day but it had to be after a certain time because <laughs> it was a sunday so like i had Stupid. to wait it was it's that serious and so like just like that it's as serious as how alcohol can be distributed at events the license is very much different for every venue some places you have to schedule when the rounds of alcohol for the wedding party are coming out some places it's byob and it's fine they're just they're all a little bit different so just know that if you arrive and a bar is not open there's a reason just there's also a science and a well maybe not a science but a math to it where a certain amount of alcohol that is reasonable for any one event has been purchased. And if you start going after it, like first thing, we're going to run out. Like we, if we don't have enough, we want to have enough for the actual part where we're supposed to be drinking and not be giving it away before that time comes. So just, it's all a science. We've, we've done a lot of calculations to get to the wedding. And if you just give us your support, I promise we will get you where you need to be with a drink in hand. Uh, Speaking of support, cooperation, please. We cannot stay on schedule if you don't bust a move. Like we need you to move from point A to point B when instructed, guess please. Specifically, I mean, I I was gonna say specifically for venues where things are happening in different spaces and it requires walking or travel, but honestly, there's sometimes where a venue is needing to do a room flip and mm. we need you to move out of the way expeditiously, quickly, <laughs> so that we can st- we cannot start to move the chairs out of the way from the ceremony and replace them with tables for the reception if you're just standing there shooting the breeze. Help us help you. Y'all want to drink so bad. We're not, nobody is drinking until we or get eat. this room flipped done. I got to get the room flipped. We still got to get pictures of the room so that the couple can remember it. And then I can't let you in until we've done all these things. Just right. The couple maybe <laughs> imagine this, the couple wants to see the room before y'all get your grubby hands on it. <laughs> we need a couple minutes for that. So if y'all can just, when it's time for something, that, when be where you need to be, when you need to be there. And then once it's time to not be there anymore, don't lollygag. You know, we got to get to the next set, the next stage of the event, the next part of the illusion. It all is, it's, it's supposed to be a flow and we cannot keep that flow intact. If things are jagged and people are, I mean, again oh with the restroom thing, I, that's the second most times I'm asked where the restroom is, is right after the ceremony as if the, Honestly, these days, ceremonies are no longer than 20 minutes, most of them that I do. And it's like in 20 minutes, everyone's bladder shrunk to the size of a green bean. (laughs) And they all have to go to the bathroom right now. Like, we can't leave until we go to the bathroom. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is about adults at weddings. But also, okay, wait, on the lollygagging, this drives me absolutely insane. So you usually have a bar at cocktail hour. And then usually... Depending on your guest count, you probably have two bars mm-hmm. somewhere. Then during reception, usually another bar opens up at the reception space and maybe only one bar at the cocktail hour will stay or 
they completely shut down the cocktail hour bars and then everything is at the reception bars and people will not, they will, will tell them, okay, it's time to go to the next thing. And then they run to the cocktail hour bar. And it's like, no, 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 no. We're trying to get you in. There's no, another that's already bar. over. Right. It's done. Leave them alone. <laughs> go right. away. Oh, well, let me just grab a drink. It's like, no, no, it's actually happening as we speak. And what I'm about to start doing is just starting stuff without people. Yeah. Like, and then they get- I can't. That's, I can't that. make you do it, you know, but like I I refuse to keep jeopardizing my timeline because people won't cooperate. Oh, no. I and have. then it's like it makes me look bad. Like, so, you know, well, that's what you're not going to do. I've given people again, given them the tools. If they don't use them, then they're missing grand entrance and whatever that's else it. is happening. Right. Obviously, we make sure that like parents are in and all that stuff. But like, yes. I just it's I'm. I no longer have the patience to wait on people that are usually friends of the bride and groom so honestly they probably don't really care anyways about the grand entrance portion they're just kind of there because like they want to be supportive and like they're there to hang out and party with their friends they aren't really going to be super excited about the grand entrance part like where the bridal party is like getting introduced and doing the things you know the dance the yes if that's what you want because apparently gen z could not hate that more that's honestly that's been like one of my number I one things i don't like it either i'm just okay i well let's just not do it y'all don't have to be so hateful you don't have to do it <laughs> stop i don't mind bride and groom getting introduced yeah, yeah, their yeah. night but like the whole wedding party i don't you know don't have to do it it's okay and there's just for the record not every single millennial wedding did that. There was many people who disagreed at the time as well. So just don't, don't label, don't lump us all in. Calm but down, yeah, Lindsay. just, you don't have to, the, the alcohol situation is, I agree with you completely, Rachel, just baffling as to the way that people kind of obsess over it and, folk, you know, zero in on it. And it just becomes their entire goal for the night to make sure that they are drinking as much as possible or else they feel like robbed. I'm not 100% sure on that, but y'all maybe need to like get that figured out. Like check that out maybe on your own time. The <laughs> amount of truly belligerent people that we see at the end of the night. Very sad. Like it's too much. It's you, too much. They, it It's amazing how quickly people can get drunk. So just, you know. A drink here and there that's a little bit slower to get served to you is honestly probably not going to make a big difference in the grand scheme of things. It's not. And then, I mean, keep this in mind. When in doubt, I mean, this is one of my you know tricks. I pull it out of the back pocket when people don't want to leave that in that cocktail hour bar scenario. Go be the first person at the reception bar. Yeah, the line. Go be there. first in line at the reception bars. You don't, if you leave, they're like, well, we've been waiting. And I'm like, and you could be served right now. If you leave right now. Just haul ass. You can go and get the drink you've been waiting here for right in, now. in record time before the person who's being served is even done. So yeah. there you go. It's a competition. It's a race. <laughs> Think of it that way if it helps. <laughs> be first yeah. to everything. And <laughs> and you'll be amazed how much accommodation you get. Unless yes. it's a ceremony. In which case, don't be first unless it's 30 minutes beforehand. First within a 20-minute time span. <laughs> See who's the first person within. Price is right it. There you go. Only go one up or one down. 
Oh my God. Okay. Do not stop the bride and groom as they're coming down the aisle after they do the pronouncement and the kiss. This drives I me absolutely insane. I and you beg know of what? you. I, I, I gotta say it and I hate that it's my own, but it's my Hispanic family. (laughs) (laughs) There's just so much love and touching and hugging and affection and it has to happen right now. Like I get it. The spirit is there. The, the, (laughs) the intention is great. (laughs) I've got, I've got an abuela too. I understand, but please. Let them come out of the ceremony because we have things to do so that the rest of the night can continue. Once all of the formalities are done, go crazy. Like, but couples have a list of things they want to have happen throughout the night. And we have to make sure that these things kind of happen a certain way so that they either feel natural or that they flow right and they just happen in general because sometimes people will lose their opportunity to do some of these things if schedules get totally off or you know if you're working with a planner that maybe is a little bit less experienced who knows there's all these different factors but like for the most part all these things have been requested to occur by the people getting married and in order for us to do them things have to keep moving so when (laughs) when you stop the couple as they're coming out of the ceremony and start hugging them then other people think that it's okay and then they start hugging them the next thing you know it takes five minutes for the couple to come down the aisle and the wedding party's still standing they're like what do we do right we only got one song for this the song's gonna end we need them all out by the time it happens the sun is only gonna set once that day so if they wanted sunset pictures and they're so busy hugging you that they missed the sunset the sun's not gonna come back up and set again so that they can get them Mm, that's a good point one chance it's it's yeah and i have seen where they get stopped and they're hugging people and then they're like kind of thrown off by that point because we've rehearsed you start coming down the aisle you stop halfway you do your kiss your hug your dip whatever it is and then you go the rest of the way Sometimes those hugs throw the couple off so much that they don't get that magic kiss moment because they completely forget. They just start and are so like, true. okay, we need to get down the aisle. And then they run and then they forget to do it entirely. And those are some of my favorite pictures because those are the ones that are like, you know, when they say a picture is worth a thousand words, when you get those pictures of the couple doing the dip or the kiss in the middle of the aisle, half of the guests are like looking forward at them and like smiling and other half are like turned around looking at them and the wedding party is doing something. And like, it's just, it's so cute. That's one of my favorite pictures to see in a gallery. And if it gets disrupted, it doesn't happen. And it can be very sad because I know that that's a moment that the couple would really like to see too. So yeah, those really authentic, genuine moments that we don't want you ruining with your bodies or your phones. Mm, segue guests (laughs) (laughs) y'all did you know that unplugged does in fact mean unplugged quit walking past that sign every single wedding has it (laughs) it used to be a cute like little quirky thing every single wedding has the unplugged ceremony sign because no one wants your bulky pop tart phone in their wedding photos or the officiant makes the announcement and or they often do both 
that yeah. rule applies to you please for the love of god like do you know how much like they have spent thousands of dollars to get a photographer to yeah. professionally take these photos yeah like it's not it's not a good it's not a good thing and i know we've it, i feel like it's been said to death but that's because there's always not even just someone. I mean, I feel like it's always multiple people. And like if it was one person, we could maybe overlook it. But multiple phones in the air and it's not just in the air. It's not as contained as I think guests think it is. They stick it out into the aisle like they stick their arms out or they do it in a way that is very obvious. Because in that moment, you know, you think, oh, it's just like a quick thing. But the the shutter speed on a photographer's camera when the bride is walking down the aisle is like second to second because they're trying not to miss a single moment and like they're going to catch you and you're more invasive than you think you are and it's just so unnecessary and I I do find myself thinking what are you going to do with this very low quality blurry picture from a very awkward angle of the people walking down the aisle either coming in for the processional or leaving for the recessional like all of these things it just doesn't feel worth it to me to to intervene and and you know get yourself in the way of their moment. At like, least why? At least for the ceremony. All the other things in the end of the night, dances, cake cutting, send off, sure, that's fine. But the ceremony, whether you're religious or not, is meant to be a fairly reverent moment in the day. Like it's supposed to be a time that's very sincere yeah it just takes you out of it i mean most places of sacrament of any sort be it uh, religious or legal or anything i mean you don't have phones in a courtroom and those weddings you know it's just like the proper thing to do and just have some tact you know like be have some couth about you as my mom would say definitely don't whip out the ipad i swear to god why do you even have an ipad at a wedding (laughs) Why do you have an iPad hey, just no. on your person? It's a cat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bagheera is trying to be a podcast guest. That's fine. She can she can join us. Yeah, just y'all be kind, be considerate. Don't be seen, but like not see- I don't know what the- I always feel like I'm going to say be seen. Be present not but not seen. Yeah, just kind of exist and enjoy and don't make yourself a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah, don't make yourself a spectacle. Uh, on that note, moving into reception things, y'all gonna let my couples eat. Please. I am sick of y'all walking up to, you know that feeling when you're at a restaurant and you're enjoying a meal that you've been looking forward to for a while. And mid-bite, that is when the waiter chooses to come <laughs> to your table to ask you, is everything okay? How's everything going? How's everything tasting? And you'd love to answer, but <laughs> you can't because you're eating your food and you have that that thought to yourself of, can they leave me alone? Like, I'm great. I know how to eat things. <laughs> That's, think of that, but like on to the nth degree for a, a wedding. They are, they have been up so early, specifically, typically brides, early getting hair and makeup done it's been a very long day usually wedding dinner is later than like regular day dinner because your ceremony traditionally is starting around dinner time like five or six 
as far as lighting and things go. So maybe you're like eating later in the day. Typically dinner is like seven or eight. Usually it's all that we can do to feed them in that at that time during dinner. A lot of couples to bypass this will have a private dinner during cocktail hour when the rest of the guests are enjoying hors d'oeuvres and drinks and things like that. If we can get photos done soon enough, they have some time to actually eat to kind of preempt this. But a lot of couples want to eat with their guests. And I think that they should be able to do that. They need sustenance. They need to be able to have food in their body and drink some water and get off their feet and not have to be constantly standing up and sitting down and take pictures that you're demanding to take with them or tell you their whole life story. We understand there's some of you who will not have met either person until this night. I mean, a quick little note of just, or like a wave as you walk by is completely appropriate, but please, it's just so impolite to stop anyone from eating ever. I can't think of a more impolite time to do that than on someone's wedding day. And like, they are going to be happy to see you. So like, if you do have the audacity to make someone stop eating, get up, take a picture, all those things, like they're of course going to be happy to see you. You might get the occasional (laughs) couple where they're like, can you literally like, can leave us alone? I don't think that's the or the couple that. that doesn't want to do that. So they wave me over and say, hey, we're really hungry. Can you stop people from talking to us? <laughs> that doesn't always happen. In fact, most <laughs> of the time they're going to oblige and be like, yay, so good to see you. Thank you for coming. And then it becomes a whole thing. Well, then Uncle Marty saw that Aunt Sue did this. So then he feels like and it just like snowballs. And the next yeah. thing you know. There's a line of people to talk to them. They haven't eaten yet. Just let them eat. Just leave them alone. We're trying to take care of them and keep them like on their feet. They have a long, they've had a long day and there's still much of the night to go. Like, and they, they are the ones that are, that picked out this food and are paying for it. I cannot tell you the amount of people that say, I didn't even eat at my wedding, but you, you paid for the food and you selected the food presumably because you liked it. It's so sad to me. Like it, we have to like let our our couples kind of be just honestly in general, like that kind of segues into our next topic or our next point, which is don't stop people, don't stop the bride and groom and the couple in the middle of their tracks, especially when you see their planner moving from point A to point B with them. Yeah, if we're trying to just, bodyguard them, that's generally speaking a pretty telltale sign that we are about to do something. We're protecting them from you. How <laughs> ironic is that? I'm here trying to create a force field of protection around them so that we can carry on with the evening and that hopefully they can get to see you at the bar or on the dance floor. But we just cannot make it to the cake to go cut it or make it to the spot where they're sitting to do their toast or whatever because we just keep getting flagged down or people stopping and I mean, for the love of God, I mean, if you must do it, keep it short. Like, why are we having 15 minute long conversations where we're just going like way back in time to, well, I remember when I played golf with your dad and you weren't even born. And No, this is not the time for that conversation. I think the most common thing is like, it's people's natural response in a greeting to then ask, how are you doing? Don't take the question literally. Just say, I'm good. Y'all go do what you need to go do. Like, don't actually tell them how you're doing in that moment. If you're going to like stop somebody and you're going to indulge in that, 
like literally keep it quick and if they naturally say like how are you doing like they normally would in a conversation because it just slips out just don't don't do the whole thing just let them Those go. are my favorite guests too. Like I see you guys doing the Lord's work. Like whenever I'm approaching a couple and you have that guest that like maybe they were talking to someone yes. and I come up to the couple to like get ready to say something and they kind of like they make that eye contact with me. They're like, oh, here comes your planner. Let me get out of the way. Y'all have a great night. We'll catch up later. There's Love a special place guest. in heaven for you. Love that guest. Thank you. <laughs> that is, that's what we need. We need more of that. We need everybody to have that same energy and you can chat with your loved ones after cake cutting and toast. And there's, again, especially if there's a band, y'all, if you see a band, you already know that's going to be a dance floor because you are trying to get every like ounce of music that you can out of your band. If you see a band on stage, you're going to have such a fun time and such a lengthy dance floor period that you will have so much time to socialize and get all those selfies and just create all the memories. And that's when it's more fun anyway. I mean, their guard is typically down usually like until we've gotten through speeches and all the other kind of formal stuff, the couple still got a lot on their mind. So let them, you know, kind of cut loose. And that's when you'll, that's when you'll have the better conversations and the the more fun time with them. Yes. Yes. Huh. <laughs> now we gotta take a breath <laughs> we're almost there and i'm sure there are more out there we just came up with this quick list um yeah this honestly hit so many topics so many individual things we've said have been like could have been their own episode probably They're all like things on our little running list that well, this i'm excited to check off our episode that we can refer back to and be like hey remember episode six <laughs> yep Yep, 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 yep. This may even just be part one because I think this is a, just when I think I've seen everything, I see something else. It's true. After this weekend, we'll probably have more. Probably, probably. Like the way guests behave during alternative weather plans. That, if it's hot, if it's cold. Episode. No, you do still have to go where we have um, set aside for you to go. You do not get to just pile into the bridal suite because you're cold. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe a part two. <laughs> oh God. Um, uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. If rules have been set, and by rules I mean if there are physical stanchions or blockades, don't go around them. If there are signs that tell you to do something or not take do those something. to heart. If you see that you're in a garden and there are no smoking signs, don't flick a cigarette into the flower beds. It like rules apply to you. Just right. Well, I saw those stanch that block, you know, those ropes or whatever cutting this area off. And I went around them and I'm just wondering, you know, like what what's going on over here? What are you nuts? Stop. I what did you if those didn't apply to you I don't even know you like if those didn't apply to you who do they apply like I just wonder <laughs> like there's some people I could be like oh I'm you know there's a wedding in this general vicinity that I'm supposed to be a part of and I saw these stanchions so I went around them can you help me out okay yeah but like not you're just you're just walking around and you just were curious and well this must be meant to keep someone out I wonder who they're trying to keep us out from 
let me go see like that defeats the purpose in every way shape and form just trust that when you are allowed to go places it will be blatantly obvious you'll know you will know we will welcome you we will roll out the welcome mat there will be literal welcome signs saying welcome to the wedding of the people you're here for the wedding for if you don't see those names that's your cue to turn around and figure out where you went wrong but we're not gonna hide an event that you've been invited to from you unless it's the reception on that note the hottest topic the biggest pet peeve the bane of my existence i think if we did like a family feud style we asked a hundred wedding planners (laughs) what is the most annoying thing that happens on an event day survey says guests entering (laughs) (laughs) for me before we even get to that stage don't even come in the room guests coming into specifically the reception room this is typically where this applies because we kind of touched on this with ceremony where if you're too early and we're not ready then that becomes a problem as well but you're already at the 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 wedding you've attended the ceremony and the cocktail hour but maybe your feet are starting to hurt because you wore you know a pair of shoes that you hadn't broken in maybe you've it was cold outside but we've got it nice and toasty inside so you're now holding on to your coat Maybe you don't want to hold your little clutch because you want a drink in one hand and an hors d'oeuvre in the other. And you think, well, I found my seat. What if I just go inside the reception, even though we've still got about 25 minutes left of cocktail hour? What if I just go find my seat and uh, put all my stuff on the table where I'm supposed to be sitting? Or I'm just kind of curious about what it looks like in there. What if we just walk around and took some pictures? I just want to peek. I just want to look and see how it looks. Um, I guess my question is, will your eyes not work in 20 minutes? <laughs> It'll still look the way it looks. It'll probably look better. We're not probably, it, it, we're not anything, done. it's going to look better in when it's actually time for you to see it. We said it before. We'll say it again. If a space looks blocked off, just stay away. If the doors are not wide open, if someone is not ushering you in aggressively (laughs) just don't go in if there's obviously food and drinks and seats and music provided in one area and it's dead silent sounds the sound of forks going down on the table in another area which one do you think we want you to be in right now and then on top of all that you find your seat you put your bulky coats and purses and things and you rearrange things on the table there is an order to everything on an event day. We are typically not able to light candles or set tables in a full way and get pictures of a reception space unless we have like six photographers on hand, which most people don't, until the cocktail hour or post-ceremony time period. So if you put your stuff down on the table or in a chair it's visible in all the pictures that we're supposed to be taking of the room before you get in it and put your stuff down on the chairs. We know that's coming. So we're trying to get some pictures of it all set up, everything we've been working on coming together in its most pristine state, just a couple of pictures to memorialize it. And we can't even do that. Because sometimes a couple doesn't get to see it. Yeah, a lot. We are trying so hard to incorporate more reception reveals for couples 
into the day so that they actually get to see it in person and they get to soak it all in. But even then we're getting pictures of them in it before people get inside. So pictures are still always a part of the, a part of the plan. Um, But even worse is when the schedule just won't allow for the couple to see the space. Sometimes they prioritize eating that pre-reception dinner so that they can have some food in them, which (laughs) God bless them more power to them. Um, So all we have is the pictures that's all we've got. And we only got, again, one shot, just like with most things on wedding day to get them. So we would really prefer if you would just be where you're supposed to be and keep all your things where you're supposed to be as well. Hold on to things. I mean, again, we're adults. I'm sorry that it's like a little inconvenient for you to hold your own coat. But I mean, I, we get pushback. People are like, I mean, what am I supposed to just hold it? Yes. Yep. Sometimes the couple either can't or does not want to do a coat check. And in which case that is not my fault as the person passing the message that you can't put your stuff down. So yes, just hold on to it and don't be sorry. It is yours, isn't it? And then like, yeah, like, I mean, sometimes I tell people, I mean, I can't get too mad at people who, when we say it, sometimes they just don't know or whatever, but I mean, I can't be too mad if I say it and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And you just like immediately, you know, rectify the situation. But I mean, the people that like, they definitely feel very much like entitled, like, well, I don't understand why I can't just make a mess of things essentially is what they're saying to me. (laughs) I don't know why I can't can't... ruin this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't get that. That's really unfair that you're not letting me do that. Like, I don't know what more I need to say. And like, why would I say it if it wasn't important? If it wasn't that important, I I wouldn't have even said anything to you, but I'm telling you because I feel like I have to tell you. And again, it's just going to get to a point where if you do at one of my weddings, I'm moving your stuff. Oh yeah, no, I I will move things. If you refuse to hold on to it, I will end up moving things. I'm sorry. I'm going to touch your stuff. Touch it. Sorry. You won't you know. Be the but... only person touching it. Be the only person touching it. I, I, I don't, I don't know why the animosity about- making things because I'm a messenger right like you said messenger I am the mouthpiece for the couple if I say something just pretend it's your friend whoever you're here for your family your cousin your sister whatever I just said came straight from the couple's mouth I'm Mm -hmm. not just saying it for my own health it's things that either they have asked me to say or things that we have come to a consensus on during our time working together that they have given me jurisdiction to manage so take whatever I say and just assume that is what the couple wants and so you may think you're like giving me sass but really you're telling them to go shove it which is not fair because they've invited you and you're sitting here enjoying all the things that they provided for the event but you don't want to comply with the very minimal guidelines really in the grand scheme of things that we have so that it can go well not fair just manage your own shit (laughs) be Keep track of your own personal items in general throughout the night, not even just during cocktail hour at the end of the night. Really, truly. Please. please. (laughs) Y'all, you know, if you're the type of person that gets so drunk, you forget where your phone is. If that's you, turn on find my iPhone. (laughs) Share your location with friends. Share it with a friend. Share your location with your other Apple or whatever devices, whatever connectivity you can. You 
I, we can't help you. We don't know what your stuff looks like. We don't know where your stuff is. If you don't know where it is, I have not been keeping track of you. We just turned the lights on for the first time in three and a half hours. <laughs> I don't know where I even am right now. So I need you to keep up with your own stuff so that we can get out of here. Because once again, once the lights come up and teardown begins and the event's over, my prerogative and my priority is to get everybody out of the venue in a timely manner so that the couple is not incurring charges for over going over their time or something like that. So you can't flag me down, but people make it like, like an emergency and like, I can't find my phone. I need you to stop what you're doing and help me find my phone. I can't find my shoes. I can't find my purse. I can't find my wallet. I can't stop what I'm doing. Like time is of the essence. And unfortunately it's on you. Something else you need to be aware of is that at the end of the evening, we are in like strike mode. It's like a like a Hoover. There is vacuum no, in there. <laughs> so true. There is no group of people more motivated than the team of vendors at 11 p.m. at night <laughs> trying to get home. It is if your stuff the was Bermuda on the Triangle <laughs> and you didn't keep up with it, they moved it, or if, another guest took it. Like yeah. a lot of the times guests are drunk and trying to be helpful. And they're like, oh, look, somebody left their, I don't know, right. shoes. I'm just going to bring them. And well, then, whose phone is this? Whose phone is this? Oh, that's Marie's phone. Grab Marie's, then, grab everyone's phone. Right. And then why is y'all's first reaction that somebody, particularly people working the event, stole it? Like, stole it. I mean, even know where it is at all. I mean, that's the last thing on my mind where mm -hmm. your personal items are. But like most, I feel like a lot of people, when they worry about like where things are, their first reaction is somebody who's working this event stole it. Took it. Yeah. Right. They're like, well, like stole it, it away here. and does not plan on returning. And right. that is so wild to me because it's like, uh, especially like for the caliber of some of these weddings, it's like you hired people that take great pride in what they do. Why would they? There's not more integrity in a room usually than the, the people working in your wedding. Right. I mean, to just do this and give of themselves in that way, we want it to go well. And we're a very honest group of people, I would say 99% of the time. So I think Unless it you're is hiring just like really cheap right. backwater people. And but it'd be like... one thing if you were like keeping a hawk eye on it, but don't be drunk and like have the situ situation be such that it is way more likely that you lost it misplaced it or that someone else who's drunk or whatever grabbed it like it is so obvious what's happening here but to like take the take that route instead it's like are you serious like do you think it is more likely that someone absconded with your belongings than it is that you just are kind of sloppy right now and lost it <laughs> not okay so questionable this is really honestly the tip of the iceberg just kind of an overview uh, um this is the cliff notes version there may be times when we do a little bit of a deeper dive into some of these topics uh on a more individual basis but this is cons guess consider this your master class on how to not suck on wedding days please 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 for couples if you're looking to kind of circumvent some of this thing some of these things if you're feeling a little bit worried after hearing this uh sorry I, sorry first of all it is the god's honest truth though so uh if you if you're wanting to, to look at some ways to be proactive about it 
one thing I uh, like to recommend is considering like a welcome party or some sort of activity pre-wedding in an informal setting to get a better chance to speak and visit with everyone before the hustle and bustle of the wedding day so that people don't feel so demanding of your time on wedding day. I understand this is not in everyone's budget or schedule or for whatever reason you know not everyone can swing this but it is one way to get some face time with your guests ahead of time and it's you can have more time to chat there's nothing really specific that's going on so especially if you have a smaller wedding uh this can be something super duper helpful uh to get some of the it, it gets some of the jitters out of the way it's not like faces you haven't seen in forever and you're seeing them for the first time as you walk down the aisle just a lot of good can come from just something really informal like maybe invite everyone for drinks at the hotel. Um, it doesn't have to be something that you foot the bill for. Just getting people together or giving them a, a landing spot and getting some time with them that you can feel like you can dedicate a little more time to chatting with everyone. That'll at least kind of usually create a buffer for feeling like you're being yanked in a million different directions by a bunch of people you haven't seen for a while while you're also trying to make sure that you get your sunset pictures, you take pictures with everyone in your family that you want to, and you cut your cake and you eat on time and get all the time you wanted with your band and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. 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 And guess read the wedding website. That's really, yeah. That be flexible, leave the couple alone, read. Be autonomous. Be autonomous. Be, just the, I don't know what it is ha that happens in a wedding guest brain chemistry the second that they enter wedding mode it's like they don't know how to human anymore just do what you normally like common sense would dictate just yeah go with that would you but, know as my dear uncle said common sense ain't common <laughs> sadly but on that note <laughs> Oh, on that note, we do have uh, some brief funeral arrangements. It's, we are laying no, to rest. No pun intended on arrangements, actually. That's yes. Funny. Um, tall a, arrangements. Yeah, this is going to be you know them. polarizing, I think. This is going to be polarizing, but I've, I'm going to qualify by saying tall arrangements as we know them up to this point. So they entered the scene a couple years ago. I remember when it happened, this radical new way <laughs> that people were absolutely obsessed with of actually elevating your centerpiece on a tall base or a tall, usually when I say tall, it's typically like what, like 18 inches or higher uh, between the table and the flowers. Tall enough that people can still see each other from across the table. Yeah, like underneath if they're seated. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it was awesome and it was great. And this is one where there's actually nothing wrong with it as a concept. We just maybe need to think about ways to breathe some new life. Maybe we're not funeralizing. We, we more or less are, are trying to encourage a Phoenix like transformation where they were, where tall arrangements rise from the ashes because they kind of have just become the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again because people are just doing them for the sake of doing them like there are certain instances where yes they are a cohesive design choice that adds to the overall look but what drives me insane is people that feel like they have to have them 
for the sake of having them. And then they half-ass it and it looks stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, like half-ass as in like sometimes there's a, a proportion, like a ratio that ugh. makes it look it's most proper. And, and if you can't really afford to go big on your tall arrangements, you should probably just do something lower and more condensed because you can't just sit a tiny hat style flower like bundle ice cream cone yeah or like a microphone or a q-tip like you don't want that to be the case like they really need to care they ha- they need to be pretty robust in order to look like they're the right proportions and really look deliberate but sometimes people are like i just want something elevated off the table but i can't really afford the size that i need for that to look right so you'll see these arrangements that are, they look way too small to be set. It's like, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to get real specific. So if you did this, I really do apologize. But it just, it doesn't, it doesn't look the way that that style of centerpiece was meant to look. It looks like it was half-assed. But I would even go so far as to say that, like, I think in general, when it comes to floral design, the trend that I have been seeing and that I think works really well is that you invest more in a statement piece somewhere that is very much a showstopper, conversational, like an installation. And then you kind of use the remainder of your budget to handle the tables. Like you still want them all to look good and cohesive and everything like that, but you don't have to do a ton of floral on every single table or can actually kind of keep it kind of minimal because there are things like depending on the design when it lends itself to doing like a huge statement piece a stage runner an arch really anything that's kind of a centerpiece for the whole room I think that can be more impactful for everybody as a whole rather than having all of your floral budget spread thinly across more surface area essentially yeah that's something definitely consider the larger your guest count is like that unless you are supporting your large guest count with a very very robust budget um if you're finding yourself like okay you know you want all the trimmings of a very well put together wedding but you have like upwards of 200 guests meaning you have a lot of tables and so that same floral budget for like half your guest count would take you a lot further this is a great way to make sure that everything looks finished and polished and you still can get the most bang for your floral buck by putting something that everyone sees you know think something really eye-catching above your dance floor think a really cool entrance piece or like really frame out your cake those things are not dependent on your guest count and every, no matter where you are in the room, you can see that. And then do something really tailored and tight and clean, maybe something heavy with candles or, you know, just make sure that your tables are, that they look like done. And like I said, finished, but you don't have to feel like everything has to be bigger is better. But if you are going to do that, make sure that it can apply to every table. You don't want some tables looking like starved and some, because it's obvious, like, you know, these tables look really, really good, but it's clear that you had to cut corners. So like some of the tables look like completely imbalanced from that, which goes back to our topic of just balance in all things. Well, defer to your planner slash designer. Like if they're telling you like something's going to look stupid, take that to heart. But if they're like, 
this is going to work because of X, Y, and Z, like let them know, like just kind of like, you know, take that to heart as well. Cause there are scenarios where having like all candle, I've seen this before, all candle centerpieces, except for a very large floral install in this one particular wedding that I helped out at. It looked really good. It was actually mm-hmm. like, it was surprising in the sense that like, you know, you hear it like all candle centerpieces, like no, there's nothing happening like organic on the tables except for this one big installation. And it worked really well in this specific scenario. So I can only imagine that the conversations that they had, you know, back and forth, but like it's definitely possible. And I'm a more is more kind of person. So yes, if we can make the flowers explode out of every crevice, then great. But if you can't, you should in theory be working with somebody that you trust to make sure that it's going to look balanced and it's going to work. So yeah. But yeah. yeah tall arrangements for the sake of tall arrangements. No. Yeah. Any old tall, her just, you have to, you have to be in the right venue for it too. Um, you know, typically tall arrangements are better with venues that you want to take the eye up high ceilings, but like finished ceilings too. Not like your industrial, like the ceiling head, you can see the pipes in the ceiling because again, from a literal standpoint, those tall arrangements are going to take your guest's eye up. They're going to look up into the ceiling because that's where the floral arrangement is relative to them. And if you're making them see something that you'd rather stay concealed, then, then this is also not the most effective design choice. I would say it's, you don't have to have it just because you saw it. It's not like a cornerstone necessarily of a wedding, the weddings that work well with them, continue and again I'm just always gonna say spice it up you know I think they are they just like I said they kind of just look the same now that's kind of my gripe with them so you know some people doing some really cool like kind of monotone um situations where instead of all your flowers I know one wedding we had tall arrangements and there was like reds and almond tones and black and gold and we wanted our tall for the tall arrangements, I asked the florist to just do those all red. So like across the room, you could see that there were all these different shades put together. But when you looked at that kind of higher level, it was just red, 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 red. And it was really impactful. So think about doing something like that or doing a big, dark, full, lush kind of greenery situation. Um, just a lot of fun things you can do. Play with the vase or the stand challenge yourselves <laughs> see what Do you can something. create that isn't yeah. just the pinterest stuff you know but tall arrangements yeah for the sake of having them and kind of as we've known them for the last almost decade may she rest in peace may she rest in peace yes well that's our episode we had a hard stop which we are now over uh, very much over and pushing <laughs> so just imagine us <laughs> running around like chickens with our heads cut off as soon as this episode ends because we got to get downtown. Um, but please, th- well, thank you for listening again. Episode six. We're so excited to be here. Um, please rate and review us as you're listening on your various podcast hosting platforms. Uh, please, again, submit your indictments to cordiallyindicted.com. That is cordiallyindicted.com to submit your indictments. We are still in need of diss the brides. Come on, y'all. I know y'all have some brides to diss. I think y'all are being shy on us. 
<laughs> Maybe this episode will help, given that we literally just shat on all these. We went things. in. We went in, but I mean, hey, it. That's why. Hey, we we said this is what we were gonna do, and that's why we're here. But yeah, if you have anything you'd like to see put to rest, if there's anything that is taking, if you have a general question for counsel that you'd like to see answered, or, and especially this one, if you would like to submit a Diss the Bride indictment, go to cordialindicted.com, submit your indictment. We'll be waiting. Our inbox is open. Yay. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye.